Hey friends, Father Alan here. Welcome to Sipping on the Sabbath. It's already the third Sunday of Advent, as you can see by the pink, I mean, a rose candle. Rejoice Sunday, we call it. Remember when I said to you that Christmas is not the finish line? That Advent is a time of preparing ourselves spiritually, working on our spiritual muscles to get ready to encounter Jesus? Well, better get your workout clothes on because today we're going to do an exercise that's going to kick our spiritual butt. Hey, I'm glad you came back. I thought maybe after that intro you'd say, whoa, a little bit too much for me. I'm out of here. But you're here. Thanks be to God for that. So I am your spiritual exercise coach for today. And the spiritual exercise we have comes from our second reading today, Paul's letter to the Philippians. And he says there that we are to worry about nothing. Do not worry about anything at all, he says. Not just, okay, well, how about uh, worrying about these three things or this one thing? No, do not worry about anything in your life or in mine. But let's just start by putting the whole thing into context. The synopsis of our readings today, we are introduced in our Old Testament reading to yet another obscurely named prophet, Zephaniah. And the gist of Zephaniah's prophecy is that God is working to raise up a remnant of faithful people in the midst of a culture, a kingdom of unfaithfulness uh, and immorality. Sounds kind of familiar. The more things change, the more they stay the same. But that God has not abandoned us, that he is with us around. It might seem like things are going to... It's going crazy, but the reality is that God is still God. Second reading is from Philippians. And again, as I mentioned last week, uh, the context is that Paul is writing from prison. Uh, Philippians is also referred to as, as the letter of joy. And the joy that St. Paul has, even though he has been thrown into prison for the name of Jesus, is that he knows that there are around faithful people trying to follow the way, the way of Jesus in their life, and that they themselves are persevering one day at a time, trying to stay faithful, remembering again that Jesus is Emmanuel, he who is with us, and so that he rather is the cause of our joy. And in the gospel today, we have a second introduction to St. John the Baptist, who himself answers the people's questions. What should we do? And the, the, the reality is that God, when we come before him in humility and in a willingness to cooperate, he will guide us in the choices, the actions of our life in order to journey ever and always closer to him. We're not left to kind of flounder around and just flail in all kinds of different directions to know and understand God's will for our life. And so that's the context of the readings. But I keep coming back to Paul's encouragement. Do not worry about anything. But that's, as we know, easier said than done, isn't it? What is it that we worry about in life? Do we worry about our health, our finances, our careers, our families, 
situations at school, um, discernment of our vocation. What is it that preoccupies our mind? What is it that we are mulling over, uh, chewing over, arguing about in our own mind or perhaps other people in our life that causes us to be worried? From my own experience, I'll share with you some of my own experience, strength and hope. When I find myself falling into worry, it's because I am trying to be self-reliant. But I am not self-reliant. I'm not self-sufficient. I cannot overcome myself. But when I try to do things on my own, the result is not good. And I just get anxious and worried and concerned. It's not God's will for my life. I also find myself experiencing some, some worry and anxiety if I'm asking the wrong question and if I'm making the wrong prayer. Providentially, I'm using my uh, God grant me serenity cup here, the serenity prayer mug full of lovely, delicious coffee, <laughs> which helps me experience some uh, serenity and cast worry aside. But um, this, this worrying, I'm, I'm, I'm asking the wrong question. So if a situation in life causing me to be anxious, the wrong question I ask is, well, how am I, Alan? How is Alan going to come out of this looking good? But that's the wrong question. The right question is instead directed to God. God, what is it you would have me do? Likewise, in terms of my prayer life, if I am confronted with a situation that causes me to worry, the wrong prayer is, God, take this away from me. The correct prayer is, God, help me get through this. God, grant me serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Now, we need to practice this, and there is the tie-in with, with exercise. We need to cultivate and develop our, our spiritual muscles. We need to cooperate with God's grace. We need to practice doing this. Will we be perfect? No. But why are we so concerned about doing things perfectly? Just accept the fact that we're not perfect, but God our Heavenly Father is perfect, and the grace that he offers to us is a grace that we need and can receive every single day. So what causes me to be worried in life? St. Paul is not the only one who gives us this encouragement not to worry about anything. I looked up a couple of scripture references. We have, first of all, Psalm 94. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Isaiah chapter 35. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Matthew chapter 6. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Take a couple hours off our life, but not add to our life. And then also Matthew chapter 6. Do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Luke chapter 12. Do not worry about your life. And finally, John chapter 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Then I went to a very reliable source of information, Google. <laughs> I just Googled quotes about worrying, or quotes about not worrying, rather. And here's a few of the ones I came up with. 
Some of them are pretty catchy in a good way. Worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you too far. Worrying doesn't take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. Living in worry invites death in a hurry. <laughs> I like that one. In, in a good way. Worrying doesn't change anything, but trusting in God changes everything. Worry gives a small thing a big shadow. Worry is a prayer for chaos. And finally, there isn't enough room in your mind for both worry and faith, so choose wisely. As you journey through life, you accumulate, collect anecdotes, stories, pieces of prose, etc., that you can find very inspirational, encouraging, challenging, kind of grounding. And one of these pieces of prose that I was introduced to a number of years ago was called Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow. Again, you can just Google it. You'll find it right there. Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow. And it helps me stay grounded in the reality of today. What is God asking of me today? Where is God moving in my life today? What is the grace I'm receiving just for today? Because again, in my own life, sharing my own experience, when I begin to feel anxious and worried and concerned, I often have to just kind of divvy up the day into small, manageable pieces, knowing that the Lord Jesus is always with me. The people, the soldiers, the tax collectors, and the gospel said to John the Baptist, what should we do? Ask God for his wisdom and his guidance. There are two days in every week about which we should not worry. Two days which should be kept free from fear and apprehension. One of these days is yesterday with its mistakes and cares, its faults and blunders, its aches and pains. Yesterday has passed forever beyond our control. All the money in the world cannot bring back yesterday. We cannot undo a single act we performed. We cannot erase a single word we said. Yesterday is gone. The other day we should not worry about is tomorrow, with its possible adversities, its burdens, its large promise, and poor performance. Tomorrow is also beyond our immediate control. Tomorrow's sun will rise either in splendor or behind a mask of clouds, but it will rise. Until it does, we have no, st no stake in tomorrow, for it is yet unborn. This leaves only one day, today. Anyone can fight the battles of just one day. It is only when you and I add the burdens of those two awful eternities eternities, yesterday and tomorrow, that we break down. It is not the experience of today that drives men mad. It is the remorse or bitterness for something which happened yesterday and the dread of what tomorrow might bring. Let us therefore live but one day at a time. One day at a time. Where is the Lord active in my life today? What is the Lord offering to me today? What are the duties and responsibilities I have 
for today and even maybe taking today and dividing it into three or four hour pieces of time and relying upon God's grace then. What is the next right thing for me to do? That is God's will for my life. Let me just conclude by offering you, if you haven't heard of it already, an opportunity to participate in the Surrender Novena. Again, these are not prayer tools that are exclusive to me. You can find this on the internet. It's called the Surrender Novena. It was put together by a contemporary priest, Father Delindo Rotolo, a priest of the Archdiocese of Naples in Italy, a contemporary of our time. And each day in the Novena, and we're going to pray day one together, each day in the Novena provides a brief meditation, some questions to consider. And then it ends by stating... Ten times, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. So we're going to do day one here together. And I encourage you between now and the celebration of Christmas that you would do this novena as I commit myself to doing, keeping you in prayer. And please continue to pray for me. So this is day one. Keeping in mind Paul's words do not worry about anything why do you confuse yourself by worrying leave the care of your affairs to me and everything will be peaceful i say to you in truth that every act of true blind complete surrender to me produces the effect that you desire and resolves all difficult situations so what is it that is preoccupying our mind? Who is it that is weighing us down? What is the situation in our own personal life, our family life, work, school, etc. that's causing us to worry? And will I cooperate today with the Lord Jesus? We are not called to be passive spectators, but active participants. I want to give and surrender my will, my life over to the care of God, care being that very important word. Call to mind that which causes us to be worried. Lord Jesus, we want to surrender it over to you today, Jesus. So together we'll pray, Jesus, I surrender myself to you, take care of everything. Jesus, I surrender myself to you, take care of everything. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Amen. Okay, well, there we go. Praise the Lord. Let's just carry on one day at a time. 
In the meantime, remember that when we are powerless, that's when we're strong, and victory is indeed gained through surrender. Stay caffeinated. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.